hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? Well, as we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Joe. How are you, buddy? Good. Not that that really matters. You're going to record this episode anyway, and you're going to like it. That's, <laughs> you're talking, that's the story of my life, Joe. <laughs> like, there's this whole big myth that if you're in charge, you get to do whatever you want. That's not true. Not remotely true. Yeah, you get no. to do what everybody tells you you need to do. It's amazing how many times... I get to help define that for you. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Here's true. what you need to say. Here's what you need to show up here. Uh, I think you have used the words before, dancing monkey. I uh, am no. like a, I am like a dancing monkey. Like perform for me now. Say these things. Yeah. Do these things. And as one of those caveats over the air, you're a great leader, Jeff, for real. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's the bonus topic for this episode, I suppose. Um, today we actually have a submitted question. That's actually a little bit by you. So every once in a while on these podcasts, we'll be talking about something, and you'll say something like, you know it would be a good topic for a future episode. Yeah. Well, here we are, real time. We're going to do one of those quote-unquote future episodes. Ooh. So, We've uh, arrived in the future, We Joe. have arrived in the future, which is kind of true because we're recording now, but no one will listen to this till tomorrow. So Interesting. We're like sitting in Ooh. people's future as we It's amazing here. Did you get the stones to change the timeline? This... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough pin particles to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, there's nerdiness for you all. Um, yep. So that topic uh, that we kind of came up with there was we were talking about relationships, talking about marriage, and there's this whole idea of like the difference between giving versus getting when it comes to these dating and then especially in a marriage relationship. Uh, so I'll just pose this simple question to kind of get things rolling. What am I supposed to get out of a marriage? Mm. Uh, well, what did you vow to Mandy? I was there when you it were, happened. Yeah, you made sure we said them. Yeah. When you made vows to Mandy, uh, what did you vow to get from her? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, to get from her? See, if I had my druthers, I'd have put a lot more of that in there, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't vow to get oh, really? anything from her. Did you say one thing to her when you vowed before God mm-hmm. to to spend your life with her? Did you say, did you put one caveat that said, if you get me, if you give me this, I'll keep these vows? I did not. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. So what are you supposed to get out of marriage? Well, I have a long list, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my argument would be nothing. That's really good. Uh, because you that was not the conditions that you set at your wedding ceremony. The conditions you set at your wedding ceremony and that most people do is I will give to you. So I vowed to give. I never vowed to get. Yeah. Now, if Mandy was here, I would ask her the same question mm-hmm. and and it, that'd be a different conver- that'd be a, the same conversation with her, right? Mm-hmm. So the the marriage healthy marriages are uh created by two people who try to outgive each other. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy marriages are created by people who try to get from each other. Yeah. And uh, if you have, um, if you in your mind have put a get condition in your marriage, I need to get sex, I need to get respect, I need to get, 
I would argue you've broken your wedding vows. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think I'm tracking with you, but break that down a little bit. Because well, that probably just blew a few people's minds. Yeah, you, you vowed. I'll just use the normal wedding vows. Uh, you vowed to uh, love and to hold. You vowed for better or worse. You vowed for sickness and, and uh, poor, uh, sickness health, richer for poor. Um, you, if you, if I did your wedding, that's why I know what your vows are because <laughs> I did your wedding. If I did your wedding, um, you did that in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is a vow to God, which mm-hmm. God says is unbreakable. And if you break it, you you have directly sinned against God. So you you vowed to give your life away. You did not sign a contract for a mutual. You're, it, it, if if you have a I'm not getting what I want out of my marriage, then your marriage is nothing more than the catering contract at your reception. Right. Where's my chicken? Yeah. Right. And I and I and I think I I'm trying to be a little bit lighthearted about this, but I'm also probably I probably mean it. And, I, and what I'm saying is that is the core of your marriage problem. Mm. The core of your marriage problem is you change the rules. Now, now you can say she did it too, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not talking. She, Manny's not sitting here, so For I'm sure. talking to whoever's listening right now. So if you think I'm onto something, you should bring your wife in or your husband in, and you guys should listen to this together. So this applies to the husband, applies to the wife. But you did not make a commitment that I would, for better or worse, sick in the South Richard report if you. Mm-hmm. That was you did not make that promise to each other. Nope. So marriage is giving your life away. It's not getting in return. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the marriage vows, you're even looking and saying, even when you won't or can't return to me, I'm giving to you. Mm-hmm. So when when you're walking around angry and you're you're withholding sex or you're being bitter or you're bashing your husband or you're being unfaithful uh, in your mind or in a relationship, I'm arguing that you're breaking your wedding vows because hmm. that was not the promise that you made. Yeah, and you never said it was contingent on them making it back to you. You yeah. actually said the opposite. And I I think this is the this is the heart of many, many marriage issues is when, when I do marriage counseling, uh, two people sit down, um, unless there is abuse and, and, um, uh, if there is abuse and I think of physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual abuse, mm-hmm. Now we're having a different conversation where somebody says, listen, they're abusing me, and if I listen to the, the story and kind of like agree, so to say, with them, then I'm pushing back hard. But if we're in normal, I call it normal marriage tension, not enough sex, she's not good with money, he doesn't pay enough attention to me, blah, blah. I'm sitting down and I'm saying that your path forward is to double down on your vows, which is double down on giving, Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that both of you are being selfish, both of you are being self-centered, and you quit giving to each other, which is actually what attracted you to one another in the first place. Yep. And you've broken your, you're breaking your, your marriage vows right now, and you're breaking your vow before God. I, I would, you know, I would look at, um, uh, I would look at a, a couple, and I would, I would say something like this, like. 
Uh, the Bible says, for instance, to men, that if you don't honor and love your wife, God won't hear your prayers. Hmm. And so I'm like, you're praying that God will change a woman you hate. If, if you married my daughter and you came to me and said, I can't stand her and she drives me nuts and I don't know why I ever did this, can you bail me out of it? I would be like, when I'm done knocking you out, right? There's no way I'm going to bless you right. if you hate my daughter. Yep. Now, switch it. If you came to me and you married my son and he's, I can't stand him and he, da, 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 and so will you be, I'm like, you think I'm going to bless you when you hate my flesh and blood? That's not going to happen. So many, many couples have marriages that they would never want their children to have. They would never treat their daughter that way. They would never treat their son that way. And they would be mortified and angry if somebody else did, but they'll treat their spouse that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, in, in the core of that is where we have to begin this conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, there is pain, there is baggage, there is uh, emotional unhealth, there's all kinds of things that can factor in the better, the, 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 the poorer sickness, right, and worse part. Yep. All kinds of things that factor in that we love each other and help each other through. But this idea that, like, they get on my nerves, I don't know if I'm going to stay with them anymore, I'm like... You have you as a Christ follower have no business even going down that path. Yep. And the the reason that you're on that path is because you have decided that they're not worth giving to. Yeah. One of the things that you said is like, how is God um, supposed to bless you if you're treating your spouse that way? And I think that one of the thoughts that run through my mind that might have run through one of our listeners' minds is like, well. But I see lots of couples that have, you know, a larger house than me, have more money than me, have more whatever than me, and their marriage is a wreck. What do you mean God doesn't bless them? Because, well, and I think that's an important moment to realize, like, blessing does not equal your financial status. Um, And, like, when we look at reward throughout the New Testament in particular, so much of it is tied to relational closeness, and which eventually is tied to the greatest commandment. So the reward is the, the intimacy, the closeness that you get with your spiritual father. Father, the the reward is the ability to have a better closeness and intimacy with the loved ones in your life. So your spouse, your children, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, the rest of the world. So like if we're like, God, like maybe God's not holding this against me because you know what? I can't stand my spouse and I got everything going on right here. It's like, yeah, but I bet so much of your relational turmoil is a wreck because God can't bless you in the middle of all that. You know how you know how I know that the person who says that is lying to themselves, uh, they're thinking about being unfaithful. Hmm. So I'm like, you know, my look what God's done, and I'm like, yeah, but you still want a real loving relationship. You want to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be welcomed. Uh, you want to be appreciated. And and you would actually you would actually go through a divorce and lose minimum 50% of everything you have materially just for that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you're lying to yourself. And the, the same thing, you, you ask any woman who's in a bad marriage, 
but a big house, what she would rather have. You ask any man who's in a bad marriage but drives a fancy car what he would rather have and what he's secretly looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and these are what, what those things are, the, those are lies. It's the same lies that, that you believed when you believed that having lots of fancy stuff was going to make you happy in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are just lies. A easy, simple life is not a reward from God. No. That's not biblical. Nope. Uh, a, a life that has meaning and has eternal value is a reward from God. And what happens in marriage, I can speak to that. I've been married almost 30 years. I can tell you that um, Heidi does not always make me happy, hmm. and I often do not make her happy. Like She she has some kind of extra crown in heaven for dealing with me. Um, but Heidi brings me joy and security, and that joy and security is is developed through pain, not through happiness. Mm-hmm. So I never knew how much my wife loved me until my parents died, yeah. I, I, because a whole nother level of her love was exposed to me. Um, she would say that about her mom, you know, that I I did my best. And I, I'm, she's, Heidi said this to me, I'm confident she would feel that way. Like, I did my best, and she felt so deeply loved. The what what has to happen in marriage is your your love for each other has to mature. So if, if you're looking and saying my wife doesn't interact with me like she did when she was 20 and we were dating, I'm like, right, you have kids. <laughs> I mean, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. If you can't see the beauty of that, because because you've never pos for many people, you've never seen your wife as a mother. Mm. So how do, you, how do you know? She doesn't know. And if you don't see the beauty of her being a mother, of your children, and you're not attracted to that, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't see the beauty of, of, of your husband providing, because he didn't have to provide for you when you were dating, but the fact, uh, talk to a woman whose husband won't get up off the couch. Mm-hmm. Talk to a woman whose baby daddy doesn't support them financially. Ask her what she'd rather have. Mm-hmm. So if you don't see the sexiness in a faithful man who is faithful to you and faith, now he's he may not be as fun as he used to be. Sure. You just gotta grow up, mm-hmm. and you and you have to let your love for each other mature. Now I can tell you something that's fun. I believe most couples give up too early because I think the seven-year itch thing is like a real thing mm-hmm. um, because life is changing and you have to decide whether to embrace that change or reject it. Yep. I will say to you, if you embrace it, um, you will kind of break a sound barrier and marriage becomes fun on many, many different levels and it also becomes more natural on many, many different levels. And I can tell you that the fun that I have with Heidi 30 years in is different Mm -hmm. and it's richer. And honestly, now that the kids are getting older, it's, it's sometimes is going back to the way it used to be because just two of us a Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. We really like each other and have fun. And we don't have to run the three soccer games tonight. Right. So we bail on stuff before it gets rich. You know, you, you drink the wine before it's aged out to its perfection. Mm. This is all based off of 
I married you so you would make me happy. And I, I, I feel, I know I'm being strong here, but it really makes me angry because that, that is not the promise you made at the altar. No. That is not it. And it's not fair mm-hmm. that that's withdrawn on either side. And then what happens is the breaking of that promise leads to um, sin. Right. Uh, there's no sex in our marriage. That's unbiblical. It's sinful to withhold your bodies from each other. It's sinful to, to uh, be bitter and keep a record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. It's sinful to be unforgiving. Mm-hmm. So when, when you come and now I, I probably just cleared my marriage counseling schedule... But when you come and sit down with me, I'm like, no, we're going to talk about the real stuff. Yeah. Now when, when you that... he- and when you hear that shift, because like some some people, sometimes I'm this way because I grew up in church. You hear like a a weird spiritual baggage when you say that. Well, why does God care if I give my body to my spouse? Well, it's like flip the script a little bit. You're bringing trauma and pain unnecessarily into your marriage by withholding your bodies from each other. You're bringing unnecessary trauma and pain to the spouse that you gave your life to, that you vowed to, simply because you won't do what God tried to lay out for you in the first place. Like it's it's you're hurting your marriage by doing those things. You're 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 hurting your marriage. You're hurting yourself, and and you're. Would you want your daughter to marry a man? who wasn't attracted to her. <laughs> right. Would, would you want your son to be married to a woman who... who Would you want your son to have a sexless marriage? And, and the, the sex, as an example, sex is not about sex. Sex is about serving. Mm-hmm. I'm serving my spouse with my body. She serves me with hers, and it's an expression of love. So it's not about... I'm withholding sex from you. I'm withholding my love, my serving, my heart, my compassion, my and and by the way, men withhold sex just as much as women do. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm like I'm like there's a different issue at play and that's not the vow you made. Yep. Now, there are wounds. And so when when a a, a spouse has been wounded by abuse, by trust, by well, now I serve you by not insisting on sex as an example, but let's go tackle the wound. Mm-hmm. Um, I might I might serve you by, uh, like one of the ways that I, I have to work hard to serve Heidi is my tone. And she's like, that hurts me. I'm like, okay. And so I'm always thinking through how, it's not because she's weak, she's no. being honest. Yep. So now I'm trying to serve her. Well, that was the promise that I made to her, mm-hmm. right? So it, when we get away, when, when we get into this, this is, I think, why I care about this, like this give and get. Marriage is all give. And when it's healthy, it's all give on both sides, right. which, which makes it strong. When a, when a spouse cannot give in a certain area, then I give double. When they will not, that's a different conversation. Yeah. And, and I want to be careful with that because there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of abuse. There's, there's a, there, and, and I married a sinner, and Heidi married one too. Mm-hmm. And so there's mixed motives and all the rest. But a healthy marriage is, is pursuing that. And when you get to areas that it's difficult to give or it's painful to give, we tackle those areas together. 
we do it with humility. We do it with Christ. We do it. I don't do it with demands and you need to, you better start. That's, that's all, that's abuse stuff, mm-hmm. right? The Bible says that that's just spiritual abuse right there. But it, it's a, we have to trust each other to actually talk about things. We have to trust each other enough to actually go to, through things in unity. And we have to trust the Lord enough that like if we're, if we're not um, painting the biblical picture of marriage, Let's trust the Lord and, and go and say, how do we do that? And if we're struggling in some way, how do we get the help that will help us to do this? But we, but you don't, th- you don't check out. Mm-hmm. She doesn't make me happy. I'm out of here. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What planet are you on? Not, not, the, not the one that Jesus would want you to be on a marriage, and that's not what you said. She right. doesn't make me happy anymore. I'm like, no, no. He gets on my nerves. He did, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of conversations that need to have. You're not, you're not breaking up with a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You're you're breaking a sacred vow that if you made it in a, a ceremony like I would lead or you would lead, a sacred vow you actually made before God. Mm-hmm. There's so much there that, like when we can picture, you you kind of alluded to this before, but God as our heavenly Father, and I know that if I wanted if something happened to my daughter and she needed expert medical care, I would do everything I could to get her the best care. And you're a part of God's plan to care for his son or daughter. That's right. And so, like, well, I didn't realize things would start malfunctioning in our 30s. Yeah, but God did, and he chose you to walk that path with him. That's right. You, this this is what it means as a husband to wash with the water of the Word. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing about... Christ-likeness with my wife. This is what it means as a wife to to uh, submit yourself, which means to give the best of yourself to a husband. You bring about Christ-likeness. And I can tell you, I had a real unique perspective recently because my kids are old enough; they're getting married. Yeah. And I never appreciate my daughter-in-law more than when I watch her love my son. Mm. It just, it just. I want to go squeeze her, and it makes me cry. I'm like, man, that's amazing that that you are such an incredible friend and helpmate to my, my son. And I'm never prouder of my son than when he works hard to love his wife. I'm like, oh, I respect you. I, I, I'm so grateful that mm-hmm. you want to cherish this, because I love her too, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you want to cherish. It makes me cry. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, this is the way that the father watches me with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like like when I when I when I submit myself to Heidi because we submit to one another one another mm-hmm. out of reverence for Christ, the Bible says, uh, it makes God happy mm-hmm. because He loves His daughter so much. Mm-hmm. And when Heidi gives herself to me, gives the best of herself to me, it makes God happy because He loves me so much. And yep. that's. That's what I want to see, and then when when I watch when I watch my kid hurt, and I watch their spouse maybe not have answers, but they're they're by their side, they're 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 trying, they're praying, they're helping, they're asking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, this is such a beautiful thing. So it that's the picture we're trying to create. In our pain and in our frustration, pain is always isolating and self-centered, right? 
when my when my if I stub my toe, I'm not thinking about how I messed up your furniture. <laughs> I'm like, right. right? I'm hopping around, and that's true of emotional pain too. And so, in our pain and in our frustration, we pull apart from each other. This is where Christ always pushes us back. And so the, the sometimes the way out of pain is by facing pain. Mm-hmm. And this is why we do marriage counseling and why we seek Christ and all these things, because it's, it's not easy. But I can tell you, marriage is not easy, but it gets richer and richer mm-hmm. as you go. I would not... Um, I can't actually imagine life without Heidi, and I don't want to. Yeah. Now, there's moments, there's moments, right? And, and she has them too, right? I'm like, yeah, that's the way it works. And, and she's hurt me, and I've hurt her. And I'm like, yeah, because we, we both married a fellow sinner. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to live life differently, which is what attracted to me her, to her in the first place. I didn't yep. want to live life alone. Yep. Well, and that's one of the ways in which the typical for better, for worse in a vows, that doesn't mean when life's going good or when life's going bad. It also means when your relationship is good and that other person's loving you well and when they're not. Yeah. It's relational, not there, just circumstantial. There's a, lo- there's a lot of better health and wealth. Yeah richer, mm-hmm. right? That's a huge part of life, too, and that, mm-hmm. that part's fun. That part can be hard, too. You sure can. You know, so it... I just think God's pattern and His design of a New Testament marriage, there's there's a... The Bible says there's a mystery to it, and the mystery is discovered as you walk the path. Yeah. You know, and so um, it's it's worth walking, that's all. It's so good. Well, our listeners have lots of varied experiences that are now trying to translate themselves into what this conversation looks like. And so if we can help you uh, in any way, we would love to do that. So maybe it's uh, getting you connected to some healthy uh, counselors. Maybe it's coming in and chatting with us. Uh, Maybe it's resources, whatever that might be. If we can help you in that way, we would love to serve you. Um, if you uh, like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you have a question that you'd like to submit and be talked about uh, for one of those quote-unquote future episodes, uh, we would love to hear that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Well, thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.